Okay, South Africa. Um, I am Phil. I think I know most of you. That's Barbara. Um, Barbara and I have been talking about going on a mission trip for several years, I guess. Uh, we've been in this church for 26 years now. And um, with both of us working, it just didn't really work out based on schedule, primarily. Um, so the South Africa trip was the first one uh, that we felt kind of led to do. Um, and it came at just the right time because we just had our 50th anniversary and we were thinking about something to do. And, uh, but we didn't want to go on a cruise. Cruise to me is it's like a busman's holiday for somebody that's been in the Navy. So we decided, and we wanted to serve the Lord. We didn't just want to spend it on ourselves. And so basically we, we decided that we would go ahead and uh, take this trip. And um, for, for the starters, I think for me, I, I would encourage anybody, we, we are, I don't think of myself this way, but we are senior citizens. And I encourage people uh, that are in our age range to go ahead and do this. Um, there's lots of work to do on a mission trip, especially to a place where we went to a mission station. I'm not sure it's the same thing the uh, Ecuador folks did. But um, quite frankly, it was like being on a military base. <laughs> uh, you were on a, in a gated area, and, um, you know, uh, you, we, did, we were not roughing it. I want to say that right from the get-go. Uh, we were not out in the jungle, unless we chose to go out there. Uh, but uh, basically, we were taken very, very good care of. Um, but it does take, uh, as Sherry said, it takes a hard attitude and a willingness to serve and to work. Um, and work is the operative word there, I think. Uh, the only re real issue I had about this trip, even though I'd done it many, many times, was <laughs> it was a 17-hour flight. And it was on an airliner, and they took good care of us. But it was 17 hours with a seven-hour time change, and my old system has a hard time adjusting to a 24-hour time shift. Uh, but anyway, we did it, and the flight was pleasant, and um, we got there okay to Johannesburg. Now, the Republic of South Africa, and I want to differentiate here. You talk about South Africa. South Africa covers the area pretty much around the Tropic of Capricorn, a bit north of it, and then, of course, the Republic of South Africa. Now, there's some pretty rough areas up there. Um, the Republic of South Africa, though, I would not call a third world country. Uh, we talked about a six-hour drive north up toward the border with the, um, Mozambique and what, Zambia? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. And it was, uh, you said, gee, a six-hour trip. Well, it was on an interstate. <laughs> okay. And they had road stops on the way, just like the turnpike here. And uh, so you know, you've got to get a picture of what, what the country's like there. And uh, it was long, but it was pleasant. Um, when I got there, my main function as a retired school teacher was to spend, we spent, I spent three days in the classroom. And the classroom was much different in procedure than what you have experienced here in the States. Uh, they did use a curriculum called the American Christian Education Curriculum, which is basically self-paced. Uh, and there's no, uh, I understand, let me back up a minute. I was teaching in the uh, middle school, high school level. Uh, there was no lecture. The teacher did not get up and talk. Uh, kids came in, they had their booklets, and they worked through their booklets 
day by day at their own pace according to their own set goals. Now, that's got some good points, and quite frankly, I think it's got some weak points to it, but that's another thing. The interesting thing was, for me, was that I found that uh, the kids there, and I'm talking six, basically sixth grade through 12, uh, had the same math issues <laughs> that the students here in the States do. Uh, they went, uh, I, I can nail it down, it's fractions, <laughs> quadratic equations, and word problems. So nothing new there. And I, I, and I think that's probably common to a, to a lot of nations and a lot of cultures. Um, the staff, though, the, the way it was run was, uh, was encouraging to me. The, the staff, every morning we had a meeting, and it was prayer, uh, Bible reading, a song, and then the announcements for the day. The class started with uh, outside, all the school was outside, and they had their Pledge of Allegiance, uh, or I can't quite remember whether they did that or they sung the national anthem. They walked, marched into class and uh, took their positions at their offices, and uh, they uh, had, a, had another prayer led by a student, and a song, a praise song, a South African praise song led by one of the students. So it was a nice way to start the day. And then from then on, it, went just, it was a classroom. What can you say? Um, there were three other um, male senior citizens with us from Georgia on this trip. Some of them were in the slide. And some of them were, uh, one or two of them, I think, were on the uh, Ecuador trip. Yeah, they, were, yeah. they knew you guys. They knew you guys. Yeah. And... Um, after I got out of school, I would go and help them uh, with the construction project. And there was a lot of construction going on at this uh, mission base. And so I was laying bricks with them, and I'm not as skilled as Kurt. Kurt would tell us what he wanted to do, along with John uh, Carpenter. And uh, we'd lay bricks, and we'd paint metal, and gophers. That's what we were, laborers, <laughs> unskilled laborers. Um, but it was fun, and uh, it was good. It made us tired. And... Uh, Probably the high point of the trip spiritually for us was when we went out Sunday to a small rural uh, church out in the bush. Not really. It was in, a, in one of the township areas, I, I suspect. Um, these folks had a building up. It was brick, and they had a tin roof. No windows, no doors. Uh, I'm not sure they had an outhouse out back. Outhouse. Yeah. And, uh, and that was it. And... Um, and yet they were uh, praising the Lord. Singing was beautiful. Uh, if you've ever heard South Africans sing, they get into it. And uh, so we were, we were encouraged there and uh, to put up with uh, what was going on and, uh, and to, to live their Christian lives according to their, what they had. Um, there are still needs there. And Barb and I would encourage any of you consider taking a trip like this. When we uh, first started discussing the South African trip, I suggested to Phil that we send our money, not <laughs> us. <laughs> but uh, remembering the scriptures, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together as, in, as it's in the habit of some, but encouraging one another as you see the day coming near. In uh, our Bibles now, it says, Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more, as you see the day approaching. So I was thinking about this, that we do need to 
go to countries where people are serving the Lord and ministering, just as we send money to our own children, grandchildren, but our children want us to come. Our grandchildren want us to come to encourage them. And uh, as we were there, I would say to the staff, you know, this is a lot of trouble for you all. And they said, oh, no, 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 we need you. We, we want you to be here with us. And I can see that, too. We do need to encourage each other, even in the church, and certainly with those people that are serving. Uh, the staff uh, there uh, was mainly large, uh, largely, or most of them were like Eric uh, Young, and they were there with just uh, lodging and one meal a day. That was all they were paid. So they were, they were really sacrificing and uh, giving as they served. You know, how would we like to bring a minister here and say, oh, we'll provide lodging and you get one meal and a little uh, money to buy your other two meals. Well, that's how that staff was operating. Um, another question I asked, uh, would this be appropriate for our age? Because we're not young any longer and uh, there are activities actually we're just, we just don't do. Both Phil and I have at that time had knees that were not in really good shape. Uh, but the Orphanage uh, school was run by an engineer, and he was ready for us. Uh, he had skill. We did things that were appropriate for us. Uh, we took the broken brick and made patios, and I can do that really unskilled, and uh, helped with the children, and thank God we had Lisa there uh, <laughs> that was leading that, and I just was working in small groups, so I could do that, and also the children were English-speaking. We interacted. Uh, with children speaking, because they were uh, they had been taught English, so that was good too, that we could interact with the people, and with the children. Uh, we did things like Phil has suggested cleaning. I worked uh, with a woman from um, Atlanta out in the yard because it was early spring in South Africa. Weather was pleasant, like California, and yard work needed to be doing. And so she and I had a great time together, uh, talking and visiting and doing yard work. Uh, we uh, also were able to help with feeding the children and uh, preparing baskets for widows. Uh, those are things that I could do easily and comfortably. And we were comfortable. We were in this on this base, and there was running water, and uh, it, we could drink it. <laughs> and there were toilets and showers. You had to go to a bathhouse kind of thing, and we shared with uh, staff the bathrooms, but you know, it was all right. And uh, our own team was really agreeable. There were 17 of us and we all came to serve and we didn't hear complaining and upset over what we were doing. And uh, the team from the Atlanta area too were equally as just really fine people. And they're just, you know, when you love the Lord, you get together with other people. It's just good. And it was good. Uh, we were impressed with the faith of the staff, just like everybody was. They were um, just great people to be around. It was very evident. They loved the Lord and were willing to serve. Um, we were impressed with the fact that they uh, uh, were just really people of faith. And uh, it was a good experience for us, our 50th anniversary. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kyle Myers. Um, the people there were very kind. Um, Two of them were Byron and Kyle. They played games with us and hung out with us, which was really fun. 
Some of the things we did were built a lapa for their orphans there. A lapa is a pavilion so they can do their homework in summer and warmer months. I felt very happy when we were building a lapa because I knew we were helping them and it would be helpful to them. <coughs> I was also very happy when the children asked us to play soccer with them at recess. It was so much fun. When we went to Kruger National Park, God shared creation with me, and he really showed me how this can't be an accident. So there had to be a God that created this. Hi, and I'm Lisa, and um, I went with my entire family. And I'm going to start with where this trip started. Actually, in the beginning, I was like, oh, this sounds like a fun little trip to go on. Um, but this trip taught me a lot about releasing my complete desire for certainty and control. I confess I'm a little bit of a control freak, and I like things planned and orderly and know every step that, of the way. And so I was excited about the trip, and then Kurt gives us these four-page application process, and I start going, okay, it's getting really real now. And Kurt, what are we doing? Exactly what do I need to do? How do I need to prepare? And Kurt would say, you know, it's, it's coming along, it's coming along. And I'm, I also have a tremendous fear of flying, so when they talked about the long plane flight, all of a sudden reality was setting in that I'd have to get on a plane and, and be on a plane for many hours. And again, my, my sense of release of control was very, very challenging for me. And then I had the challenge, too, we were choosing to take our children. And many family members, extended family, in love were saying, what are you doing? Do you know of malaria? Do you know of all these diseases? Are you kidding me? So then a lot of doubt came into me, and I went to Kurt with my fears, and I'm like, oh, Kurt, um, you know, I, I'm not sure <laughs> we really want to continue this journey. And Kurt was just so reassuring. And he's like, Lisa, has God closed any doors for you to be able to go yet? And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> he's like, keep walking forward. You're going to be okay. And that was really my stepping out in faith, was finally taking that next step. The application processes were in, our shots were getting done, and then here came VBS. We ran 12 different Vacation Bible School sessions, and as you've seen in the pictures, they have been all sorts of areas, from the old church that we went to, to the school we were at, and every situation was totally different. And again, my release of control was saying, Lord, all I have are some skits, some crafts, some songs. And each day we just went in and said, Lord, this is yours. And you run the Vacation Bible School for us. And he was so faithful. So you saw the smiles of the kids' faces. We were really, really touched. You saw the one scene with balloons. These kids had never had balloons before. They were just thrilled out of their mind. And just to see how God put everything together just taught me a lot about just letting it go and letting God move. So if you are like me and you've been sitting nervously going, oh, I'm not going to do one of these, really God has it totally in control. So thank you.